Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. And welcome to your Monday, April 13th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Hope everybody is staying uh, healthy. Uh, adhering to the stay-at-home order and hopefully soon starting maybe to see some good news with things turning a bit here. Hopefully that is sustained and we get closer and closer to getting the NHL sports in general back on the playing field. And we all hope that that is the case. We hope that people are adhering to these rules and doing the right things and keeping themselves healthy and not putting other people in danger as well. Big episode here to start off the week on uh, this Monday. Player profiles continue, and we'll do the player profile of Flyers rookie Joel Farabee in this episode. And uh, you'll hear a conversation that I had with Joel in just a couple of moments. Also this week, we're going to be talking to some uh, more Flyer players. Robert uh, Haig will be uh, a player profile this week. Sean Couturier coming up. Also Derek Grant, Shane Gossespierre, Tyler Pitlick, Jake Voracek, Phil Myers, the captain, Claude Giroux, Brian Elliott, Ivan Provorov, and Kevin Hayes still to come as well. And if you missed any of the prior player profile episodes or any of the episodes in general, Scott Lawton, he was on the podcast. Also, Justin Braun, Nicholas Albay-Kubel, Travis Sanheim, JVR, Matt Niskanen, Carter Hart, who was on last Friday's episode. You can check that out uh, on iTunes. Also, Travis Konechny and Michael Raffles uh, all there as well. So if you missed any of the past episodes, you can check those out. Also, a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, I guess today, uh, we talked to Chuck Fletcher, and that is on episode number five of Flyers Fix, so you can check that one out as well. We do have some news from Chuck Fletcher, actually, to report on this episode as well, uh, putting out the following statement uh, last week on Friday. Uh, the Flyers uh, gave an injury update on several of their players that were banged up, including Sam Moran. Uh, he was dealing with the right knee ACL reconstruction, injured back on November 7th, and the quote from Chuck Fletcher on Sam Moran is, Sam is progressing well, he has begun skating, and is expected to be clear to play in time for the 2021 season. So he'll be ready to go for camp whenever that may be. Maybe delayed, I'm not sure. Uh, But he is cleared to skate, so he's working on that part of his game right now. And uh, as he tries to push it one more time, come back again and and see if he can crack into an NHL lineup. Uh, Real good guy. We had him on Flyers Fix a couple episodes ago. I think it was episode number four. If you want to check that out and hear how Sam's doing uh, from his own mouth. Um, He's a really likable guy and a guy that a lot of people are rooting for. Uh, So we'll see if uh, Sam is going to be ready uh, for training camp coming up next fall. Phil Myers also was uh, injured with that right knee patella fracture. And uh, the quote from Chuck Fletcher on Phil Myers is, Phil is progressing very well, and he is ready to play in an NHL game. So whenever the season resumes, Phil Myers will be ready to go. Nate Thompson was also out with that knee sprain. He is, quote, cleared to play. Nolan Patrick, we know that he hasn't played a single shift this entire season. He's ramped up his workload prior to the the pause and everybody adhering to the stay-at-home orders. Uh, But the quote on Nolan Patrick is, Nolan continues to work out daily. He has not been cleared for contact. Now, he is back in Winnipeg. Um, I don't know if that changes if he were here and around the team and they were to observe him a little bit more closely. Uh, Not sure, but again, the quote on Nolan Patrick, really simple. He continues to work out daily, and he has not been cleared for contact. We'll see. If the team jumps right back into a playoff, that's a tough spot for a guy who hasn't played all season long. 
but everybody's going to be coming back with a little bit of rust, and he would get a training camp. So uh, don't shut the door on Nolan Patrick just yet, and it doesn't sound like Chuck Fletcher has, as he has not all season long. And the last injured uh, player update is James Van Riemsdyk. We know that he had that fractured right index finger, caught that puck in the hand up. Uh, just a couple games prior to the pause, James has, uh, this is the quote from Chuck Fletcher, James has full range of motion and good strength in his right hand. He is expected to be cleared to play within one to two weeks. So uh, he's a guy that obviously when they come back, because they're not going to come back in a week, um, he will be ready to go, James Van Riemsdyk. And, and the Flyers, like many teams, are going to be, uh, in, if they do come back and, and finish this regular season or come back and go right into a playoff or whatever it might be, uh, they're going to get all their bodies healed that were out at the stretch run. Um, many other teams are going to have that same situation as well. You look at guys like in Columbus, like Seth Jones, uh, he'll come back, or Cam Atkinson, or Nicholas Bjorkstrand there, or uh, they had some injuries in Colorado with Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon. And, uh, so there's going to be teams that get players back. Now the question is, could Columbus have Seth Jones available and Cam Atkinson and uh, Bjorkstrand? but not be in the playoff mix. That we don't know yet. That's the one variable that we're not sure about at this point. Uh, player profiles continue. Joel Farabee, uh, also after Joel Farabee, have an interview I did with uh, Flyers. Another one of those signings that Chuck Fletcher took care of a couple of weeks ago, Wade Allison, who wrapped up his collegiate career, uh, suffered through a couple of injuries throughout his collegiate career at Western Michigan, now signs his entry-level contract. Big body, heavy shot. The guy Flyer fans are going to enjoy watching. So we'll talk to Wade Allison on the back end of this very episode of Flyers Daily. But player profile time. And our player profile today is Joel Farabee, a guy that a lot of people were excited about coming into this season. Of course, he spent the one year playing for uh, Boston University and in 37 games for BU. 17 goals, 19 to 6, uh, 36 points, just about a point per game player as a freshman. At BU, real good season for him. Jumped into the NHL this year. Didn't make the team out of camp. Remember, if you remember in that behind the glass episode, uh, he was told while they were overseas that he was being sent down to the Phantoms um, and went down, took care of business while he was down there. And five games total with the Phantoms this year three goals, an assist, four points in five games. But he has played 52 NHL games this year, eight goals, 13 assists, and 21 points. He's also a guy that, even though he only has the eight goals, He's had a lot of great chances. His shooting percentage on the season is 9.9%. you got to think as he spends more time in the NHL, that's going to improve. We'll get upwards around that 12 to 14% range and uh, his shooting percentage, and he's going to score a lot of goals. He knows where to go. Good hockey IQ. Uh, he averages 14 minutes and 6 seconds of ice time per game and uh, is a plus 6 on the season as well. And the really interesting thing about Joel Farabee, too, is that Elaine Vigneault and this coaching staff has moved him up and down and around this lineup, playing in the top six several times, playing with skilled players like Claude Giroux and, and playing with Sean Couturier points and playing with Kevin Hayes and James Van Riemsdyk and Travis K. He's moved all around, played pretty much in that top nine throughout his entire time with the Flyers. And he gets put in, 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 out on the ice in key situations late in games when you got to preserve a one-goal lead or when you need a goal late in the game to tie it or get, get yourself a little bit of a buffer. Elaine Vigneault, not afraid to use him in any of those situations. And the reason that is is because he's a smart hockey player. He's got good hockey IQ. He's on the right side of the puck. He's responsible defensively. And he's going to be a guy just 20 years old right now is, is uh, you know, a guy like Joel Farabee. So still not even – he doesn't even have his man muscles yet and already having decent success as a rookie in this league. And with 21 points in 52 games, not bad uh, from Joel Farabee. So let's get to my conversation with the Flyers rookie. Had a chance to catch up with him last Friday. And here's my conversation with Joel Farabee. Happy to have joining us right now on Flyers Daily – 
Joel Farabee. This is not, Joel, uh, how you uh, kind of anticipated your rookie year of the NHL to play out, is it? No. Uh, obviously, this is this is a crazy time right now. Nobody really knows uh, what's going on. But, you know, obviously, hopefully we get to finish the season here. We were, we were playing pretty well at the end there. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back to Philly. And, you know, hopefully we can get the season going again. How's it been just kind of dealing with the pandemic from your standpoint up in New York now? Uh, dealing with, you know, all the news that's coming out day to day, are you following it and kind of dealing with the isolation and self-isolation that everybody's going through? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I spend a lot of time watching the news, just, you know, kind of seeing what's going on. Obviously, uh, you know, can't really, can't really do much. Got to kind of leave it to the, the government officials who, who kind of know what they're doing. So yeah, I'm just taking the advice they give us, staying self-quarantined and, you know, hopefully if we all, you know, are all in this together, we can, and get out of it quicker and you know get back to our normal lives yeah and hopefully especially in the state of new york uh listening to the governor things may be starting to take a turn for the better there uh but they got to make sure that doesn't pop up again um how are you trying to you trying to stay in shape what are you trying to do to stay in shape with you know obviously limited resources and limited availability can't go to a rink and skate or anything like that so what are you doing to try and stay in as best physical shape as you can yeah i think i, I trying to you know do as much cardio as I can I think that obviously that's easy you don't need any equipment to do cardio so just trying to stay in shape that way I'm doing a lot of stretching too to you know just keep my hips and stuff like that in, in good 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 shape so uh yeah like you said there's not really much you can do but you just gotta and you know power through do what you can and you know hopefully uh if we get back to Philly we'll have you know uh, at least some time to you know get back into shape before you resume the season talk about um kind of for you you know just stopping like this you know as an elite athlete and a professional hockey player you know a lot of guys you guys are it's very rigid your schedule you know where you got to be you know when practices game is morning skate all those things all of a sudden have the faucet just turned completely off is a tough thing it's kind of like you know, driving a car 100 miles an hour and then just slamming on the brakes and and there you go how's that been kind of that adjustment for you mentally yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an experience I've never experienced, obviously. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, to take the positive out of it, you get get some time to rest and, you know, recover your body. But at the same time, I know everyone on our team, we, we want to be playing right now. So hopefully we get through this as quick as possible. And we, you know, we, hopefully if we could finish the season, you know, we're, we're playing pretty well there at the end, like I said before. So uh, if we can just, you know, get back and get back into that, I, I think that's what everyone wants. You've played roughly 70 hockey games this season, 52 for the Flyers and some in the AHL as well, obviously preseason. It's more hockey than you've ever played probably uh, from a game standpoint and just being on the ice every, you know, pretty much every day with practice and everything. How did your, how has your body felt going through it? Did you have to kind of power through that, you know, rookie wall as a professional athlete? Yeah, absolutely. I think in college I only played, you know, 36 or 37 games last year. So obviously over double that this year, but, yeah, I think right around, you know, game 30 and 40, it was pretty tough. Obviously, the body was probably, you know, getting beat up a little bit and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I found a lot of ways to, you know, get through that. I think our our strength guys, you know, uh, really helped me out just with stretches and stuff like that, post-game workouts, keep your body ready. So, um, obviously, it's all been a learning experience for me this year. But I, I thought with, you know, how our organization runs things, it's been a pretty pretty smooth transition. The other element of that, Joel, is the mental aspect of it, too. You know, every game, you know, when you're playing at that level and you're a 21, 20 year old uh, guy, young man, and you're playing at that level, there's a the physical toll that we just talked about, but the mental toll as well and emotional, that's another thing to get used to. How's that been for you? 
Yeah, uh, obviously, there's, yeah, there's a lot of highs and lows to the season. I, I think um, just relying on my teammates, talking to talking to the older guys and stuff like that. They, they've been through, you know, many years of, of tough seasons and stuff like that. So I, I think just talking to a lot of my teammates, um, they, they give me a lot of good advice, and uh, it really helps that way. And you know, I, I think as a team, we're, we're really tight and really, uh, really on a personal level with all of, all of us. So um, you know, hopefully, if if we get back. Uh, I think we'll be a top team because of how close we are. That's one thing. You come into a situation with the Flyers where you have a, a lot of veteran players there, guys that are high pedigree that have been in the league a long time. Sean Couturier came in as a really young player. James Van Riemsdyk did as well. Who's kind of been the one guy that has taken you under his wing maybe and that you really go to for a lot of counsel in, in those kind of different areas of uh, the ups and downs of a season like you alluded to? Uh, yeah, I, I think two guys come to mind, probably Scott Lawton and Michael Raffle, two, two older guys who, who've played a lot of years. And they've, they've been just, you know, really great to me. They're, I, I consider them my best friends, man. They're, they're, they've been awesome to me, you know, obviously, you know, getting sent down and stuff like that was pretty tough. But, you know, just talking to them, they, they helped me through a lot. So uh, I got to give a lot of credit to them. Uh, did you see Raffle's shaved head? I, I know uh, Scott Lawton, I had him on the other day and he was telling me that uh, he actually thinks he might look better with the shaved head. Yeah, I, I've seen the haircut. It was pretty funny seeing him go from his long hair to short. But, uh, yeah, I think he looks good. Uh, once it grows back a little bit more, I think he's going to be in good shape. <laughs> Is he – like, he's one of those guys that can cut the tension just by saying something. You know, he's got that Austrian accent, and he's a guy that can really cut tension in a room. And as a young guy in his league, you need guys like that around, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know – even at our, our worst parts of the season, just having Raph there to, you know, make a joke amidst all the chaos, I, I think just helped out so much. He, he's so funny off the ice, but he's also probably one of, one of the best teammates you could find. So I think he, he's one of a kind and, you know, I respect him a lot. Uh, let's talk about the ups and downs. I remember the video from the Behind the Glass series early in the season when you found out when you were overseas that you were getting sent down and Elaine Vigneault kind of had a couple things to say to you and, and maybe at that time you needed to hear those things, but you went down and, man, you didn't pout. You went down and worked your ass off. Uh, you put in the work and you got back up. And right now, you know, you got 21 points in 52 games in your first NHL season at 21 years old. But to me, that's averaging a half a point a game. How do you feel like your season's gone? And what do you want to try to improve on when you guys do get back? Yeah, I think, you know, the season's been great personally. Um, I think if we get back, you know, I'd like to finish a few more few more shots I think right at the end there I was getting a lot of chances but not really finishing much so hopefully finish some some more goals and you know create more offense and you know hopefully if we do that uh we'll be we'll be looking pretty good so um yeah I'm really excited to just get back to Philly get back to playing hockey I, I think I can say speak for everyone on that yeah your shooting percentage on the year is 9.9 but man you're right you've been robbed uh, quite often especially in your last stint with the team and of late but um you know you, you seem like a guy to me watching you that you have a real high hockey IQ you go to the right places at the right times um has that been something kind of an, a hallmark of your game have you heard that from coaches in the past about you know your your uh, ability to know where to go and willingness to get there yeah I, I definitely think it's a, a staple to my game obviously I'm not not the biggest guy out there I'm not the strongest so I kind of got to use my brain to you know beat guys that way so yeah, I think my, my whole whole career, I've never really been, you know, a big, strong guy. So I, I got to kind of outthink other guys. So I, yeah, I definitely think that's a staple to my game. And you know, hopefully with more time in the league, uh, I can figure, you know, things out, uh, you know, where goalies are going to be and stuff like that. And hopefully that'll give me, you know, more chances to create offense. 
Was there a moment this year, kind of the welcome to the NHL moment for you? Something in particular, you know, getting hit by a guy or, or lining up next to a guy that you watched and really kind of admired the way he played uh, as you were growing up? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think it was probably my 10th game maybe, just playing playing in Pittsburgh against Sidney Crosby I thought was really cool. Um, I think he, he had a couple points that night. I, I think we got kind of blown out, to be honest, but just to be able to watch him and see how he plays the game in real speed was, was really cool. And I, I thought that was, that was probably a game I, I probably won't ever forget just because, you know, just, just ISO cam and Crosby, how good he is. So uh, it's definitely a cool experience. Yeah, and you try to go to like a board battle with a guy like Crosby and you go, man, now I see why this guy just has been the best player in the world for so many years. He, he just does every little thing right too, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I actually remember uh, I was skating the puck into the zone and he was flat footed and uh, I thought there's no chance that he's going to be able to take the puck away from me. And he kind of just threw a stick at me and picked the puck and went the other way. And I was just like, yeah, he's, that's probably the reason he's probably one of the best in the world. So uh, yeah, he's definitely a special player and fun to watch. Uh, you're a guy that has scored a decent amount of goals at every level that you've been at coming up, uh, you know, playing for the national team and, playing in, in college last year and, and getting, you know, having some success there, point per game player. What's been the di- biggest difference in trying to score on NHL goaltending as you make that jump and play against the best uh, goaltenders in the world? Yeah, I think a lot of it's just kind of, you know, goalies are so good nowadays. You kind of got to just know where to beat them and stuff like that. And I, I think that's something I've kind of tried to learn this year is where goalies are going to be and stuff like that. But yeah, obviously coming from college and, and the U S program goalies are, you know, so much better in the NHL. They're really tough to beat. So, um, you know, like I said, hopefully uh, as I, you know, keep spending time in the league, I'll kind of, you know, hopefully figure figure some some things out and where they're going to be. But, uh, yeah, I, I think um, as far as the NHL, the goalies has been a, a huge, huge jump in how, how much better they are. It, it looks like they're giving you something there a lot of times, but then it disappears really quick, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to beat them, you know, you got it's got to be quick and it's got to be in, in the perfect spot. So, um, yeah, boys <laughs> are, are pretty good. Um, you were drafted in 2018. I mean, the 2020 NHL draft will, will come up at some point this summer or fall or whenever it may happen uh, pending this pandemic, but uh, drafted still less than two years ago. Is it surreal to you that you're in the NHL already? Or did, did you kind of feel like I can get there pretty quick because you got there pretty quick? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough to say. Obviously, at the draft, you know, you're just excited to be picked and stuff like that. And uh, I was so excited to go to development camp and just, you know, put on the Flyers logo for the first time. I thought that was so cool. And then, that, you know, as my, my freshman year at, at BU went on, I kind of thought I could make the jump. So I think, you know, kind of nearing the end of my freshman year is when I thought I could, you know, actually make the jump. And, you know, I think I think it was the right choice to leave because, you know, obviously made it this year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy experience, obviously, from the draft. It feels like just yesterday I was getting picked. So, um, you know, it's been a great experience so far. Um, you come in, you're drafted by the Flyers. They, the coaching change happens this summer. And you get this all-star coaching staff headed up by Elaine Vigno with Mike Yo, Michelle Terrian. Uh, Ian LaPerriere and Kim Dillaball, part of that staff as well. Um, nature versus nurture, you know, you have to have talent to make it in the NHL, but you need a little bit nurturing too. How's this coaching staff been for you to, to come up with a guy like Elaine Vigneault who seems to really know how to run a bench, really know how to get the most out of talent and put them in the right positions and, and keep their head in the, going in the right direction as well as a young player? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think all our coaches are, you know, really transparent with what they want. So, um, you know, they don't really play many games. It's kind of, you know, they they demand this and, you know, that's what we need to do. And I, I think that's why we we're so successful this year because, you know, guys knew what they needed to do. You know, we, we knew the mission and we, we knew how to, you know, how to do it. And, you know, obviously having AV, he's a, a veteran coach. So it's so it's so great to be able to learn from him, you know, in my rookie year. And, you know, it's been a great experience. Um, what are you doing kind of kind of to pass the time during the pandemic? Uh, are you you're reading? I, a couple of the guys said that, you know, I talked to Carter Hart the other day. He said he's got, he got a book he wants to read. And a couple other guys are doing some reading, obviously, video games with your teammates or Netflix. I think I found the end of Netflix. But, you know, what have you been doing to kind of pass time and, and clear your mind from hockey as best you can? Yeah, I, I think definitely definitely playing a lot of video games, obviously. Uh not much of the reader. I don't don't say I can say I read a book uh, during quarantine, but uh, yeah, a lot you of video both. games. A lot of time, yeah, a lot of time spending with you know just just my family. It's nice. Everyone's home now, which which is a positive. So it's good to spend some time with them and you know just kind of relax a bit and kind of see what happens from here. But you know, like I said, I'm really excited to get back to Philly and just being back with the guys. Are you uh, are you kind of treating this like your off season? Because you know some of the stuff we've heard, Joel, is that. You know, when the when the league does come back, it could come back, you know, July and August or even August and September. You'd have a really short kind of turnaround of an offseason if you got, you know, like a month if you made it to the cup final or something like that, where all of a sudden you're starting another 82. So you're trying to decompress right now and use this as your offseason right now? Um, no, I, I don't think necessarily. Um, you know, I think right now just kind of stay, stay in shape, you know, because if we return, you know, you got to be ready to go. So I think – I think right now as you know, obviously we'll get more information as time goes and stuff happens, but yeah, I think right now just kind of trying to stay ready for if the season resumes, I think, you know, um, I think if the season got canceled, then I would go into my off season training, but you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. I really want to, you know, finish this year. So just trying to stay ready, I guess. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens. In a typical off season, how long would you stay off skates? Um, I, I usually don't take too much time, uh, off skating. I'll usually just take a full, like two weeks once the season's over of no skate, no working out. And then, uh, and then I get right back into it. So, um, yeah, it's tough, tough to say, obviously, you know, you don't want to be off the ice, but no rinks are open right now. So it's kind of tough, you know, to be skating and stuff like that. So, um, obviously, like I said, we'll just kind of see what happens. You know, I think a lot of the guys are just kind of waiting you know, see what, see what the government's saying and stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully with, you know, uh, with uh, communication with, you know, all the, all the people, all the NHL, the sports teams, uh, hopefully we can get, get back to playing pretty soon. Um, did you watch Tiger King yet? I know a lot of your teammates have watched it. It's become a worldwide phenomenon during the coronavirus pandemic. Have you watched Tiger King? I have. I was actually, that was probably the craziest show I've ever watched. I, I, I didn't really read into it before I, before I started watching. I just kind of watched it with no information, and I was blown away with how crazy it gets. So I definitely recommend that to anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, apparently there's a new episode as well, uh, kind of like an interview show that's going to happen with Joel McHale. Um, did you happen to catch that when uh, the one um, employee got her arm bitten off by the tiger that Joe Exotic went and put on an EMS jacket to go help her. Before going help her, he went and grabbed an EMS jacket like he was like a medical professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's, I think that's the scene where he says that he's never going to financially recover too, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, he's a beauty, isn't he? <laughs> oh, he's, he's something else. Uh, absolutely crazy, that show. Any, other, 
<laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Any other recommendations on shows you could give some of the people listening uh, that you've been kind of binge watching while, while being quarantined, if you will, or staying at home order? Yeah, I, I just started the last season of uh, Ozark. It's been getting pretty good. So obviously that's a kind of crazy show too with, you know, drug cartels and stuff like that, if you're into that. But I, I definitely recommend Ozark. Yeah, I just finished it. You're going to, it's phenomenal. It's such a good show. Well acted with Laura Linney and, and Jason Bateman. Hey, Joel, man, I appreciate you joining us, man. <laughs> hey, good luck dealing with the break. And I know you want to get back out there on the ice and everybody wants to see you back on the ice when it's the, the time is appropriate. And, you know, to not have sports at this time has been really tough. You know, we use that as a distraction and you've been a big part of it for the Flyers, both, both for the now and the long-term future, man. I, I appreciate you joining us and um, enjoy the time with your family, but uh, we hope that you, you end that time soon and you get back on the ice and let's see what you guys can do in a playoff run. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. The other thing, as you heard in that interview there, is uh, a lot of 20-year-old kids are not that well-spoken just yet. Travis Konechny, yeah, he was. Uh, most aren't. And Joel Farabee, very mature for his age and uh, a really good talker, articulates himself well, and uh, is going to be one hell of a hockey player. Already getting off to a good start with the Flyers in his rookie season. Again, 52 games played, 8 goals, 13 assists, and 21 points and a plus 6, and averaging over 14 minutes of ice time uh, a game. And you, you see it. He passes the eye test on all levels as well. Um, he's had several good chances that goaltenders have just made great saves, or maybe he's just as you get into the NHL, and he talked about it, that margin for error uh, when shooting on NHL goalies is not there like it is at other levels, like BU and playing collegiate hockey or in major junior or even in the AHL. Uh, so Joel Farabee, uh, great stuff out of him, and thanks to him for, for coming on uh, this episode of Flyers Daily, his player profile episode. Let's get to one of the recent signings uh, from Chuck Fletcher. When the, the NHL went on pause, Chuck kept the, kept the work, and he signed three of his players, two of them collegiately uh, from Tanner Lisinski, uh, who, of course, Played four years at Ohio State. Wade Allison, who played four years at Western Michigan. And he also signed Wyatt Wiley, who played for the Everett Silvertips. Wiley will come up in a later episode this week. Had a chance to speak with him. But right now, here is my conversation with the Flyers rookie, who just signed his entry-level contract. He'll be in camp next year, trying to make his first NHL team. It is Wade Allison. I'd like to welcome to Flyers Daily right now, one of the recent signees, the most recent signee of an entry-level contract, Wade Allison joins us right now. Wade, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me. Oh, man. It's, it, I know it's a, a weird time right now with the pandemic going on, you know, your college career coming to an end. Um, but it's got to feel pretty good uh, to put pen to paper uh, and sign that first NHL, that first pro contract. Uh, what was that moment like for you as you, as you put the pen to paper and, and realized that's the next step of this journey? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, that's something you dream of as a kid. So for me to be able to do that is, uh, is pretty special. You know, definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life. You've been through it the past couple of years. A lot of people thought maybe you would have signed that contract a couple of years ago. I talked to Chuck Fletcher yesterday, and, and he actually alluded to that as well. Uh, but you had to deal with some injuries. And did you ever kind of waver in your belief that that day would come and, and you'd be signing that contract? Uh, no, not at all. Um, for me, it was just uh, – I've got to be able to be at my best and it, for me to give them my best. You know what I mean? Um, I can't, uh, I can't only be at 75% and be like, Hey, this is the best I've got. And you only get one chance at a first impression. And so I want my first impression to be a good one. And so it was something that I, I, injuries happen, you know, it's uh, it's part of the game. You got to keep grinding through them. Um, keep working hard, keep looking forward. And uh, I, I, I knew they weren't going to last forever, you know, 
Um, it's just something you kind of go through for for a period there. So uh, hopefully I'm hopefully I'm past uh, the majority of my injuries and I can just focus on playing hockey now. Well, let me ask you, let me take you back to when you were drafted. You were taken in the 2016 NHL entry draft, 52 overall uh, in the second round by the Flyers. Um, what was that moment like? You know, because that's the one, you know, when you get that call, then you find out that you've been drafted, all that hard work, all the early mornings as a, a mite squirt peewee and, you know, playing and, and putting in the time to the, when you get to be around a band, I mean, you start taking it real serious and working out. What was that moment like when, that, when you found out that the Flyers select you in the entry draft? That was really cool because uh, up until then, you know, I'd put it, I'd been playing hockey for 14 years and that, that had been the best news I'd ever received. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was for sure. One of the, one of the cooler moments of my life. Uh, growing up in, in Manitoba, hockey's obviously very prevalent in the area. Uh, when did you know that, you know, you might be a, a guy that is a special hockey player that could make a career out of this and, and then, you know, make this your living uh, for the first, you know, part of your adult life? When did you kind of say, okay, I, I'm a little different than everybody else and I'm, a, I'm an elite player? Um, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you when that happened. I, I have no idea. I kind of just knew that this was something I loved every day, something I loved doing, something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So it was something that I was going to give 100% of my effort every time, uh, every time I step out there, just – you know, it's something I really, truly love, and it's just something I really enjoy doing. So it's something I, I want to do for the rest of my life. Is hockey in the Allison family blood? Is uh, Did dad play any brothers or, you know, like that, you know, where it's kind of captured the entire family? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, uh, my grandpa played, my dad played, my brother plays, my sister plays, um, <laughs> everybody. The dog. And uh, some. <laughs> And, yeah, we even get my mom out there on the backyard rink sometimes. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We we have a good time with it. Is it still cold enough? I know you're in Manitoba now. You're you know when the college season ended abruptly and and everything. Is it cold enough in Manitoba right now to have the backyard rink up? Uh, it would have been a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it's got real warm here, so uh, everything's melted. Um, we still got a little bit of snow left, but there's just a ton of water laying around. It's a lot of slush. All right, r relative speaking, it's real cold there. What, what's the temperature in Manitoba today? <laughs> uh, today, it's, today it's not bad. Today it's probably 35, 40 degrees, so we'll definitely definitely take that. That's, that's better than the usual minus 30. So. <laughs> oh, man, brutal. That, that, that is good Canadian weather right there. Uh, Wade, the, the four oh, yeah. years <laughs> at Western Michigan, um, you know, you, you go the full four years, and, and you said it, you know, you only get one chance to make your first impression as a pro. Was being there for that full four, year, four years, you know, something that really sets the table for you now at this point in your career to jump in and really be ready physically, mentally, your game and all that for the pro game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm 22 years old now, so I'm, I'm more mature um, physically, mentally. I've uh, had some experience with, with adversity, you know, and how to handle it and what to do and, and just keep, push, keep pushing forward and keep moving. And uh, so I, I really think it was good for me to stay for the four years. I think uh, I think I learned a lot of things um, in my time there that that I wouldn't have wouldn't have got if I would have left early, you know. So I, I I'm glad I did my four years. I'm glad I did my time there. I think it was very beneficial for me. Why uh, you played the USHL as well for the Tri City Storm uh, for two seasons? Uh, why was the collegiate route the route for you? Did you did you have options to play in junior? And uh, you know how did that kind of play out for you? Yeah, I uh, I could have played in the dub there, but uh, I don't know. Just just something felt right about going to the U.S. 
you know um it's something that even even now if I could look back and and change it I, I wouldn't you know I do the exact same thing even after all the injuries and stuff that's uh I, I had an absolute blast and I'd, uh, I'd do it again in a heartbeat um talking about playing for you're a guy that your game matches the DNA or the identity of the Flyers of Philadelphia what do you know about the Flyers uh in your years from sort of afar and the city of Philadelphia and you know the kind of the kind of people uh in this city they like players like you <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's obviously the uh the Broad Street Bullies I think everybody knows that um that's that's the that's the trade I guess that's the name um it's uh yeah I mean they're a hard-working team they got some skilled players and I know it's a hard-working blue-collar city and uh I, I think that matches up with the way I grew up as well too you know I, I love everything about it and I, I would love to I'd love to say I blend in there and hopefully one day I well, the fans in this city will certainly like the style of play that you bring. Um, one of the traits of your game is if you got a big, heavy shot. How'd you develop the shot? You know, Sidney Crosby's been uh, mentioned as shooting into the dryer for years. Uh, what were you shooting into, and, and how many garage doors or walls did you destroy in the house? <laughs> uh, plywood in the basement. I can't tell you how many times I got yelled at for putting holes in the plywood downstairs, but uh, it never stopped me. I just kept firing. Um, so, Wade, um, you know, you're going to be coming in at some point for training camp and with the pandemic going on, how how are, you, how are you training right now and how will you train as you get ready for your first training camp, whenever that might be? Uh, right now, I'm just uh, I'm just on the farm, so I'm helping my dad out a bunch with the farm. So it's it's small work there, and then I uh, work out every day in the basement. I got some free weights, and I got, uh, got a couple machines down here and stuff like that. I shoot some pucks in the basement, and get out and hop on the bike and I go for a couple a uh, few miles here and there and I get out for a run and just try to keep myself active right now not uh, not doing too much just trying to stay in shape but yet uh, get my time away from hockey so that when it does come back I'm I'm really motivated and fired up and can really get after it social distancing not a problem where you're from in Manitoba is it <laughs> yeah <laughs> not at all I said that's the only option you get um talk about you know when you're when you're coming into camp and and you know getting to to, to, to battle for a spot what is uh chuck fletcher and you know the flyers organization uh, you know the front office said to you about what they want you to work on coming into your pro career um obviously the the typical bigger faster stronger um play with detail move my feet uh things like that you know this isn't uh this isn't college anymore uh, so you're playing against men who are fighting over there to provide their family, provide for their family. So, uh, so it's going to be a challenge, and uh, I'm uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm uh, I'm ready for it, and I'm I'm ready to come in and and try to earn a spot. Is there anybody that you've kind of leaned on for counsel that you talked to that that went through it or is going through it, and you kind of said, hey, well, you know, what should I expect here? You know, um, you know, to to get some insight uh, on what it's going to be like to make that jump from the collegiate game. As you said, you're playing with men, the best players in the world now. And uh, it's, uh, you know, they're at all different ages, sizes, and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a conversation I'm going to have with a few guys this summer. I uh, have a few guys in mind who I want to talk to who have, who have previously made the jump, and they know what it's like, and they know how to how to go about it every day. So it's, uh, I'll for sure have a good couple conversations this summer and really learn what uh, what has to be done and what's expected every day. 
Wade, um, I, I saw the picture of you signing the, signing your contract, and you got some nice ink on that right arm. First of all, who did it for you, and what's the theme of the tattoo? As a fellow uh, heavily um, tattooed guy in me. <laughs> I, uh, I got it done by uh, Billy Joe in uh, Grand Rapids there. It's about an hour away from school. Found a, found a really good artist there who does some good work for some – for, for a reasonable price and so I uh spent more money than I than I wanted to but uh no I mean I I love it uh it's uh just just stuff that that uh just values of mine you know stuff that when I look at it I I think about it and it reminds me to keep pushing or reminds me of family or whatever meaning I've I've placed behind it so uh no it's uh I like tattoos a lot and I'm probably gonna go get some more here well, there's a lot of great tattoo artists in Philadelphia. I can turn you on to a few. Um, it's a good tattoo uh, city. That'd be awesome. Uh, um, the that'd other thing awesome. is you did the smart thing. You full sleeve the right arm because the left arm always goes out the window in the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> good thinking, man. Um, but uh, you, you got to fill up that left hand, that left arm uh, with new memories that you're going to make as a professional hockey player. Hey, we, we really appreciate you joining this. Best of luck uh, through the pandemic and when everything comes back. A lot of people looking forward to seeing you play. A lot of people excited that you got that contract done. We appreciate you taking time here on Flyers Daily, and we'll look forward to you soon. Absolutely. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks to Wade Allison for joining us. And uh, he's a guy that Flyers fans are going to enjoy watching. He's uh, got a little bit of Wayne Simmons in him, a uh, big heavy shot, and a guy that really works really hard in, in the way he plays the game. And a, a lot of a lot of grit to his game as well. Uh, but there's a lot of skill there as well. And we'll see what kind of NHL player he develops into. Good, good on Chuck Fletcher for making those three signings while the NHL was on pause. Uh, to get to lock down those two collegiate players who were four-year players, could have become free agents on August 15th in a normal year. Uh, but that's not going to be the case. Each signed to their entry-level contract. That is another episode of Flyers Daily in the Can for Monday, April 13th. We'll bring you another one coming up on Wednesday the 15th and another on Friday. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe. If you have not, leave us a rating and review, if you will. And thanks for listening to Flyers Daily. Stay healthy, everyone.